As always, this podcast is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you need to be a successful podcaster is 100% free on Anchor. Hey everyone, you're listening to Connect, Collaborate and Create with Lisa and Devo, where every week we will dissect the life of an entrepreneur, sometimes ourselves, and highlight what we and others are doing to live their best entrepreneurial life. We are successful small business owners who have built two of the most sought-after photography studios in the South and have now combined forces to create Sprout Digital Connectors, a marketing agency for creatives and small business entrepreneurs. Recording. This is a new format for us. So, hi, I'm Devo. I'm Lisa. And I've kind of dabbled in the podcast world a little bit. I've played around with a few things here and there. I've actually done 36 different podcasts. And for a while, I was starting to build up a little bit of an audience, regular listeners, etc. I picked up some sponsors, all those good things. And then I kind of broke away from it because I really wasn't sure on the theme behind my podcast. Now, thanks to this lovely lassie, I have more of an ideation around what I really wanted to do with that, and that includes bringing her in to have her take and her vision and her perspective, because like everything we do in life, everyone has alternative perspectives, and sometimes being able to listen to other people's voices and visions gives us inspiration. Is that a good kind of... Am I here to play devil's advocate? I think we're here to just to kind of talk about things that work for us. Bounce things, things off each other. Bounce things off each other. So we started talking about, and I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes of this in a second. We started talking about, um, we started talking about recently, um, sorry, um, I thought this was going, yeah, it is. Okay, sorry. We're also new to it. We need a, produ a production coordinator. So we also started talking about a year ago around some of the things that we really wanted to create in life. And this was before we had physically come together as a business partners and some of our other projects we're working on. But one of the recurring themes that just kept popping up over and over and over was connecting with people, collaborating with people, ultimately leading to the ability to be able to create with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of spawned a whole different set of projects, initiatives, ideas, etc., which brings us to this point today, the podcast. And we have renamed our podcast, which by the way, has been renamed three times, to connect, collaborate, and create. And our audience is really kind of designed to cater to small businesses, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, creatives, people who are living their dream, trying to live their best life, as we are trying to do. And along the way, we have picked up a slew of potential recipes for success, tips, successes, failures that have taught us new lessons, and a boatload of really cool people that we've met along the way. Mm -hmm. And so the point of this podcast is to bring them in the show from time to time, listen to inspirators, ideators, people who are making a difference in their little worlds, and just in general have a, some dialogue around all of that. 
I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for, for joining me on this little venture. So I have prepared one of the formats that we're going to play with on the podcast is um, we are going to write sort of an essay to lead into it. And um, today's podcast is technically titled Instagram is Instagram success is relative and is an inside job. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read to you just a little piece of uh, an essay that we wrote around this, which is going to be lead into the more informal discussion around Instagram success. Correct. Okay. So success is relative and deeply personal. My idea of success is going to be significantly different than anyone else's because it's based on my context, experiences, and judgments, and that's the way it should be. But due to our predilection for vicariously living through other people's lives, we have become accustomed to what social media, television, and media in general manipulates us to define as success. Society has warped our perception. From early childhood, we've learned from the collective amalgamation, take that word out in one sentence, of humanity what it means to be successful. Whether it's working in the right type of job or the proper way to act, proper way to dress, speak, these ideas have been pushed on us daily and relentlessly from the moment we are born. Social media now sharpens that perspective even further and ingrains in our minds that success is solely based on the nicest car you drive, the biggest house you live in, the most expensive clothes that you wear, etc., etc., etc. Anything short of that is considered failure. In fact, if you Google what does it mean to be successful, the immediate top results depict and define success exclusively, exclusively from the billionaire's perspective, the actress in Hollywood or the sports agent of some professional athlete. So this quickly becomes our barometer and our litmus for success. And to be frank with you, it's just skewed. Success is personal, it varies from individual to individual, and it's an inside job. So how do we draw all of that in for today's episode about Instagram? Well, much like life, we have been taught that Instagram success means we have to have massive followings, we have to have huge numbers of likes, and we have to have monstrous accounts to be considered influential or successful. But we have a different take on success on Instagram. And in today's show, we're going to share some of that. Yes, Instagram is making it harder and harder to stand out, but that's also an offshoot of everybody trying harder and harder to stand out. And in a sea of people trying to stand out, most of them all begin to look the same. So how do you become successful on Instagram? Well, success is based upon your own terms, and we're going to define some of that today. So, nice. what would you consider... So you've been on Instagram now for, what, two years, roughly? Kind of really deep dived mm -hmm. into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your, your account has, because I've been following you for over two years as well, and your account has taken on a transformative purpose over those two years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, it's gradually evolved into what it is today. Mm -hmm. Would you consider that a fair assessment? Yeah. So, and it will keep evolving. And that's a good point. It mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it has been a perpetual evolution. As you go through different, different business ideations, it changes. Or if you start to think about what your purpose is going to be with your business, you change it a little bit or who your clientele is. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, absolutely. Let's just carry on. Um, so I think that's one of the key pieces of, of Instagram and success in general for business, if you're an entrepreneur, is that you have to be relatively adaptive. You have to be reflexive. You have to be, you have to be able to study your metrics and understand your data and look at your financial numbers and understand what's working and what's not working and then drive your marketing perspective further into that, correct? Would you agree with that? So we've made a couple of notes here and we're looking kind of from our note board here. So what would you say in terms of point number one? What would you tell somebody today? I, I can't read that. Anymore. 
Okay. So, so uh, if, if you were, if someone were to ask you today, okay, so Lisa, you have this massive Instagram following, which you do, you have a decent presence, you have a lot of um, interactions on it, and your content looks fantastic. So if I were to come to you, I'm a newbie on Instagram. Can you see that okay now? I get the magnifying yes, glass? Okay. Do you need your glasses? No. Are you sure about that? You know me to hold these up for you? So if, if I were to come to you, I'm a newbie, I've never been on Instagram before, and I'm just getting ready to start my own business, and I, need, and I say, hey, do I need, what do I need here? What needs to happen? So I'm a new client. What would you say to them? Are you kind of like, this is where I would start? I think before you start, you need to find out what the purpose of your business is and who you're speaking to, who your clientele is, and have that voice that you're speaking to your clientele. Everybody says, you know, you need to have an avatar. I, you know, and we've talked about that as well. I'll probably digress all over the place. Go. But, you know, we've talked about it as well. A lot of people really narrow down who their avatar is. I think we have a broader spectrum for our avatar, what kind of person they are. It's not specifically an age and an occupation and all of that. We know who appreciates or who needs to see certain content or certain tips from us. Mm -hmm. So I think, first of all, before you start posting, you need to see what the purpose is for that because you're going to sell differently or speak to people differently on Instagram than you are on LinkedIn or any other platform. Mm -hmm. So I think we've kind of figured that out as we've gone along and it's changed. Um, I think originally when you start posting, you're, you're posting whatever you have. I think we're lucky because we're photographers. We have a lot of content so we can pick and choose kind of where we want to, to post. Um, I think a lot of people struggle because they don't have content, so they just throw anything up. And that's not always beneficial, is it? You're absolutely right. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made early on, and, and I'm living proof of that, is I just thought, you know, I never even had, I'd never, I was an early non-adopter of social media. Mm -hmm. As a rule, and I hear this all the time, well, I'm shy, I don't know how to take photos, I don't really know what to say. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, that same logic applied for me. I, I'm kind of a private cat. I like to kind of do my own thing. I didn't really want to broadcast to the world what I was doing on my offline world. You Plus know. you think too, my life isn't really that interesting. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. Because you're playing it by the barometer of what yeah. you see other yeah. people doing. You know, yeah. you look at all these- I'm not J-Lo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you look at all these other influencers' pages and, they're, and they have these millions of followers and they've got 4,000 plus people commenting on it and everyone wants to dress like them and talk like them and act like them. And I'm, I follow a few people myself. Like there's a guy on Instagram now, um, he's called Primal Swolger and he has this fantastic workout routine and I follow him and I used to think, wow, I'm, I'm a pretty fit dude. But when I started seeing his workouts and trying to actually do his workouts, I'm like, I'm not fit at all. Cause some of the stuff he does, but again, that's success because People see me and they're like, oh, you're 40 some years old, you look like you're 25. They really do. Nobody, nobody oh, maybe that. 35. But my point is, is that I never knew early on that Instagram could take on a whole marketing platform for me if mm -hmm. I just if I just found out what my message was and who it was that I wanted to sell my services to or broadcast my message to. So you're absolutely right. So, so it, it does take a lot of foresight before that, doesn't it? Because I think too, when I first started posting, I was just posting like personal pictures, which is kind of obnoxious. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm shooting a lot of weddings, so I'm just gonna post wedding pictures. Mm -hmm. But how many people wanna look at wedding pictures? And once people get married, maybe I have those, those people that are following me because we have done weddings together looking at wedding photography, but what happens after that? You have to figure out what your voice is and who you're speaking to and realize that you do have a broader 
broader clientele or a broader voice than you probably originally think. There's a bigger purpose. So that's all in your business marketing too, isn't it? Yeah. It, so the, the, my takeaway from what I heard you just say was don't just start throwing darts at a board. Go mm -hmm. in with some, some sort of a strategic purpose on... And a long-term strategic. That's a good point. Not just what I want to do for the next day. So one of the things I know you do and I do as well is we actually plan out our calendar. And we're not going to go into too much of that because we're getting off topic. But we actually plan out our strategy, our social media calendar, one month in advance. And throughout that one month, once we get to it, we're, we're making uh, changes and adjustments because we have stuff that constantly pops into the queue. But we kind of have an idea for the month of February exactly what's going to be going into our social media, our blogging, etc. And so, why, why do we do that? Because we've missed opportunities by not doing that, haven't we? You get so busy in your business sometimes and you're doing really neat things, but you don't think till after it, wow, that was something that would have been really beneficial to post or to, to just put out there. Like when we were shooting Condoleezza Rice, we were so busy doing it that we didn't do any preliminary before it. There was nothing before it to to kind of advertise what we're doing and how neat it is, or just, just not, not to boast, but just to share. This is something really cool, a really cool person that we're involved in, and we missed it by being so busy. Well, so. well I think that people get caught, people get confused and misdirected on the idea of being self-promoting and narcissistic versus sharing with your avatar or your tribe what you have going on in your world because you genuinely want to share it and people genuinely care and want to see it. So there, so I think a lot of times people struggle. I was working with, working with a makeup artist last week and you know, and we were talking a little bit about some of the stuff we're doing on Instagram and she was saying how she follows you and I now after working with us and just, she has changed her entire style of Instagram and posting because of what she saw from us. And she said, one of the things I always struggled with was I didn't really want to brag. I'm kind of a shy woman. I didn't really want to talk about myself. But then when I started seeing how you guys were doing it, and it, we weren't, we're not really bragging. We're just kind of letting people see. Instagram for me is like my own little personal TV station. And, and there are, and you might not care about it, or he might not care about it, or she might not, but there are other people who really actually do care about it and want to see what's going on in my life and what's going on in my work world and some of the projects, especially my travel and your travel that you know, you've been all over the planet in the last few years. So I think that really resonates with a lot of people in your space, right? So, and even if it's just like, man, I wish I could go to Greece or I wish I could go to Italy, but we don't, we don't do it in an obnoxious, it's more of an innocuous type of like, this is what we did and we love it and we're passionate about this. And so we like to share that. I think so. And I think it opens up conversations so. One thing I've really been surprised at, you put it out there, and you put it out there not in a, a obnoxious way, but you put it out there, and people comment on it, and you have conversations back and forth, and we've created some really good relationships through that, or it's opened doors for other opportunities for us as well. Absolutely. So um, point number one in terms of Instagram success is to develop your own personal style and strategy around what your purpose on Instagram is, and there's a, way, there's a variety of ways that you can do that. Um, you can, you can in, develop your own personal voice. Like, what's your voice? And your voice is going to be totally different than mine. Absolutely. When we look at things in different ways. When we shoot different ways when we're dealing with people. We probably deal with them in different ways. So people will resonate <laughs> with us. Definitely in different ways. <laughs> people will resonate with us in different ways. And you, it, it's like they say, you don't sell to everyone. You're not going to make everybody happy, are you? You'll have your, your own tribe mm -hmm. that... That's point number four. Oh, 
Dang. Right now we're talking about developing your own personal style, but okay. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Your voice is significantly different than mine. And the way you deal with people is significantly different. And that carries through in the way you post your content. So your voice, the tone in which you're using it, are you more, or do you have a sense of urgency? Are you more of a laid back individual? Are you more of just kind of like, look at me, I'm kind of happy about what I'm doing. And, and there's other ways to do it as well in terms of strategy. We talked about having proper hashtag strategies um, utilizing collaborations and mentions and how you tag other people, the color and the, the aesthetics, your design in of itself, just like your home. How do you keep your home? Well, if I walk into your home, I see lots of bright, light whites, really, really simplified, modern, sleek. There's not a lot of gregariousness in your home. It's clean. It's well decorated. It's a very nice, clean aesthetic. And you see that in your Instagram posts as well. There's a lot of white space. I love my nose. Sorry. I know. But the point of it is, it's is not that, fancy. But the point is, if you were to walk across the street into your neighbor's home and look at their house, and they might have knickknacks everywhere, and they might have photos this and photos that, and like that's their style. And and your Instagram is really kind of like that as well. It's your personal studio, your personal television station, and it's our visual diary. Absolutely, that's a great point. So it's your opportunity to share what matters to you most. And generally what matters to you most is what you're passionate about. And what you're passionate about is typically what you end up or should end up doing for your work or your life or your charity Absolutely. or whatever, right? Absolutely. So, so again, just to recap that, not to get too long-winded. People will feel the passion. If you have passion about life and passion about what you're doing, passion about your business, that's contagious. Absolutely. Absolutely. So have a vision, have a style, have something all that's, that's all your own. Um, Next point of this is that I would suggest in terms of Instagram success is kind of stay in your lane or lanes, so to speak. You mentioned that you don't really have a single avatar. I would, I would argue that you kind of do have an avatar, but I would argue that your avatar has a lot of different diverse talents and, and likes and dislikes because mm -hmm. you market to a specific type of individual who likes adventure, who likes traveling, who likes the nicer things, not not overly obnoxious nicer things, but you know you have good taste, you have a good sense of of style, you have a good sense, you dress well, you always are dressed clean, you always look clean and well put together, and I think your audience sees that from you. <laughs> You've seen me working from the computer, it's not put together. <laughs> well, I've seen you, I've seen you in all sorts of different ways, but the general walkaway I have, the general takeaway I have from you in general is that you're a well put together woman. In you know you're in your am I allowed to say your age you're, you're in your you're in your fifties you look like you're in your thirties and women see that from you and I was at that event with you the other day and you know the, there was thirty people who walked up to you and were genuinely excited to see you and, and and that comes across in every interaction that you have with people and it's fantastic because that's kind of that's kind of your lane you are outgoing but not overly obnoxious about it you are charismatic you are honest you're very candid with people and you're very warm and receptive and when i look at your instagram feed that's the same feeling that i walk away with and so my point for instagram success would be kind of figure out your lane and stay in your lane stop looking at everyone else's feeds Stop paying attention to how many likes they have and how many you didn't. And I know Instagram is even changing that so that, that you don't get so yeah. caught up in the likes. I can't see them I, I'm actually, I don't have an opinion on it one way or the other. I, I will say this, that likes do matter, 
from the standpoint of imagine that you are a concert performer, a rock artist. That's a whole other podcast. It is, but I, I will say that they do matter to some extent because you're just allowing yourself to be exposed to a larger audience. But in general, the key to my success on Instagram has been instead of marketing to everyone, instead of talking to everyone, I have a very specific voice in who I'm speaking to. I know, and I know everyone, you know, tosses around the word authentic, but there's, you're very authentic, you're opinionated on many things. When people meet you after seeing your Instagram, you are what is exactly on your Instagram. You know, so they can pick up that relationship. They know what, what you're preaching is what you're actually out there doing. We don't, we don't watch a lot of TV. We don't know who's doing what. We didn't even know what was going on with the Super Bowl. So for us to have like a, a celebrity sort of thing going or for us to be like lifestyles of the rich and famous when we are modest in our spending and things like that is not authentic to us. People, you, you know, they meet you and they feel like they know you. So that's what we mean by bullet number two, stay in your lane. Figure out what is your purpose, what it is that you wanna talk about or what is it that you wanna share and kind of stay in that space and don't be so focused on trying to compete with everyone else or paying so much attention to what everyone else is doing so I should be doing that as well. What I always recommend to every client that I work with is sit down and at the very minimum write up five pillars that you believe in about your life. And those can be around the pillars of life, whether that's financial, whether that's relationships, whether that's um, your business life, whether that's health and fitness. Come up with five pillars that really kind of resonate with your lane, if you will. And, and, and if this is a business account, those are gonna change as well. Absolutely. And just remember that Instagram, like life, is an iterative process. And it's the long game. You don't just go in and have immediate success with anything you do. Anything worth doing well in life does not happen overnight, unless you win the, the lottery, which the odds of that are like one in what, 10 million of winning the lottery. So my point is, is that don't just expect immediate results. I have so many people that I've worked with and so many people I talk to are like, yeah, I posted for like two weeks and I ended up getting like one follower. And I'm like, we had a client that we met with and in a month, she wanted to get to 10,000. She didn't care about anything else but the numbers of getting to 10,000. And the numbers matter, but the, the numbers, the, the numbers. Quality. Correct, the numbers are like, imagine you're cooking this fantastic meal. I love analogies. So imagine you're making this fantastic meal and you went out and you bought, like there was one ingredient that was like top of the line. Maybe it's the best salt or the best sugar or you had this super enriched organic flour that yields these fantastic rising results, right? But everything else that was in your recipe was shit. Like you went out and you skipped on this, you skimped on that, and you just kind of like made this bread that you thought, because I bought this fantastic flour, it was gonna turn out fantastic, but it turned out shit. And the reason it turned out shit is because it's a process. You have to have balance, like everything in life. You have to have balance in your Instagram. You have to have balance in your business. You have to have balance in everything you do. And balance does not happen overnight. Success does not happen overnight, right? So Instagram for me, why I encourage people to create those pillars is that, and this is not original content coming out of my mouth. Like you talk to anybody who's an Instagram expert or a business coach or anyone else, like information is basically just recycled, right? It's, it's like being with a friend and having a conversation with them and they always talk about weddings. Weddings, 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 weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, you get sick of just hearing about that. 
So that's what we're talking about, be keeping it diverse and different things to have a conversation about as well. Yeah, so so thank you for cutting me off because I was going down the, <laughs> I was going down the rabbit hole with that. So you, you, when I look at your feed, I see there are several pillars that jump right out at me. So you talk about, you know, one of your things is living your best life, right? And so living your best life to you means having nice design aesthetics, right? So you talk a little bit about that, whether it's your plants, whether it's your decor that you, whether it's your clothes you wear and how you match them or pair them, whether it's your hair, whatever it is. You <laughs> also talk about my hair, <laughs> but you do in it, but you do in it subconsciously because you no. show images of yourself. <laughs> but you talk about travel because you love traveling, you love adventure, and all those sorts of things. We call out a lot of people too. Absolutely, we're working with that, that are inspiring to us that we meet. Which brings us to our next point. Like, and not not everything gets into our feed. We do a lot of broadcasting through our stories. Not everything fits in your feed. And you can tell a lot of story, uh, a lot of stories through your stories. Absolutely. So, which segues into our next point, which is um, the results are in the details around the different types of ways you can collaborate, mm -hmm. involving community, doing contests, collaborations with other other people who are on Instagram, getting other people who that you've worked with and doing shout outs, getting other, think of Instagram as a conversation. Like you just said, if you're sitting having a conversation with somebody, you don't want it to just be one-sided where all they talk about is themselves and one topic. I attend, probably shouldn't say this, but I attend my daughter's soccer matches and, and people think that I'm this loner and I kind of am a loner sometimes, but I'm really not, I'm actually quite social. But I go to my daughter's soccer games to watch soccer and I typically go sit far away from everybody else because I don't get to see every game because I travel a lot. So when I'm at the game, I actually just want to watch the game. But what happens is that when I go hang out with the other parents, it just ends up in this sole conversation and it's only a conversation about soccer and I'm just like, I don't really want to talk about it, I just want to watch the game. I'm not actually rude, I just want to watch the game because all that you want to talk about is soccer and I just, I have other things that are of interest to me. So, I don't know if I should have said that, but Instagram for me is getting your community involved in your space, just like a normal conversation would be. If you go to a party or you go to a networking event, you know, one of the things we're getting ready to start is a new networking concept where people actually have to engage with each other. I know, novel concept. Go to a networking event and you have to talk to somebody. But, but how many times do you go to these places and people are just sitting in a corner all by themselves with their little click and they don't engage? And so... So you're talking about collaboration right now, though, right? Absolutely. So Instagram, for me, is about collaborating with people, doing joint projects, doing community projects, and giving people shout-outs, and giving people features, and all those different things. You can achieve a lot more when you're working with other people, whether it's changing your mindset, opening up to a wider audience, just, you know, rising tides and all that. So just a kind of a sidebar here, we could literally talk about Instagram success and Instagram mm -hmm. algorithms and Instagram data and metrics for hours. So we're kind of bouncing around and touching on a few things because that's... We'll break it down in other podcasts. I'm rather didactic and she's always having to draw me back in. But um, so, so the, the point we were making there is that use Instagram as a community conversation. This is, this is about you, but to get other people involved in the conversation and, and letting them have a voice and letting and speaking to that voice enables you to broaden your audience. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. and, and if you do it right, you open up conversations with people that do become friends that are great um, touchstones for you to ask questions. How are you doing this? And, and what's your experience with that? And just, just creating that community and as well, creating business experiences. Which is kind of, I don't know if you did that on purpose, but it kind of segues into the next point, which is the cascade fountain is always mm, running. Yes. So 
we made this little cute little tagline last night when we were preparing for this, but the cascade fountain is always running. And, and what we mean by that is, you want me to go into that? Yeah, yeah. So the cascade fountain for me is you're always on. Like you never know who you're going to meet, where you're going to meet them and what sort of fallout or cascade may ensue from that, correct? I cannot tell you how many people I have met in just random places, random conversations where we ended up just a friendly hello, started with a friendly hello, and it ended up in a 10, 15, sometimes longer conversation around anything and everything, and they ended up becoming clients, or they ended up becoming friends, or I ended up playing soccer with him. One of my best friends in all of Charlotte, I met him on a, in a pickup soccer game because I was really blown away how this dude never, Austin, because he listens to this, that he never ran out of energy. Like he was always just running around, and afterwards I just went up to him and I shook his hand and said, man, dude, you were just a, you were just a, a blast to play with. And we introduced each other, and this was 10 years ago, and now we're like, he's my best friend in Charlotte. And you, you just never know, like the randomness places, the grocery store, how many times have we been at the grocery store where we made somebody's day by making them laugh or doing something silly or just playing around with people. And they, you just never know when the Cascade Fountain is gonna come back around in some circuitous way. Does that make sense? So your content, your Cascades, your content that you post, the people that you collaborate with, there's always some sort of Cascade from that that's gonna generate. It's karma, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, sorry. So I, I have friends now from that. Well, I met you through Instagram. But I have other friends too that if they're booked for a job, they reach out to me and it's, it's just a reciprocal relationship. That's really helpful when you're an entrepreneur to have those other people that you can reach out to. And even at that ball that we were at, people that were coming up and saying, you know, there's, there's fantastic women that I've shot and then they have introduced friends to me and you just you never know where that's going to go whether it's something that's beneficial to you personally that you're like oh this is a great person i can use them for a resource or ask them questions about something or if it helps you out with your business yeah they're referring you to someone else let's it's, go back to that for a second because you made a really important point that you just kind of glossed over was people think that because you're a photographer that you are subversive subversive in the way you do business and that you're not going to share or collaborate with other photographers. And mm -hmm. I, I, I get asked all the time, like, oh, what did you think about this photographer? She did this, this, and I'm like, good for her, that's fantastic. She's, she's doing great things. Like, for me, it's not about the competition, it's about the no. collaboration. Absolutely, and I had a conversation, and you, you know I went out and had a coffee with someone that we spoke for two hours, and other photographers came up and were like, we love the way they do that. I don't think that I could do that. They have a different vision for it, a different eye, and you appreciate that. Absolutely. And that's another podcast about perspective. But yeah. what the point you made that was brilliant is that we don't view other photographers as competitors. No. I don't view other people in business as competitors. No. I, view, I view people as doing... you will crush them. <laughs> I view all those other yeah, I view all those other people as as people who have something potential of value that I could learn from them that I might not have already known. Just like when I first met you and all the different things that you were doing. A large part of what I'm doing in my life today, you were a photographer who I met on Instagram. We were not we were disconnected in every way, but we met through Instagram. I loved how she presented herself. I loved how you traveled. I loved how you had this adventurous take on life. And for me, I just wanted to know more about it. I was curious how you kind of, and you were cute. But I was really curious about 
how you were doing all those things that you were doing. And I, I have other people that I've connected with that way as well who are doing something really cool that I just kind of want to know more about it and vice versa. So the key to that last piece, yeah, I can see you clicking the clock. So we're trying to keep these at 30 minutes, but can you recap real quickly? No, like, I can't read that. Oh my Lord. So I'll just re I'll quickly recap. So for us, and again, this could be a two hour conf uh, conference podcast, but develop your own style. So be strategic about it. Don't try to cater to everyone. And just because everybody else is doing light and airy or they're doing dark and moody, doesn't mean that that's, the, that's what you have to do. Absolutely. And you might start out doing something like that. And then you might change it. We morph all the time. There's, there's a, a guy we know from Italy, a photographer, and I, he has his own unique style. He's a great photographer, but he does something very, very specific in how he edits and how he does post-production. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And that's kind of his shtick. And I love the fact that he has just picked that up and he runs with it. And he may not cater to everybody. There may not, everybody may love his style, but there are people who do love that style mm -hmm. and do mm -hmm. specifically commission mm -hmm. him for that work, as with you, as with me. Mm -hmm. so, so develop your own style. Don't be so focused on what everyone else is doing. I would say to that point, look at what other people are doing because you can learn from that. Find things that you really like that fits and meshes with your style. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be adaptive, pull those into your arsenal. There's many times when as a photographer, I've seen other photographers who are doing something very specific about a lighting style. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I never really thought about that. So mm -hmm. I'll either contact mm -hmm. them or I'll learn how to do that. And I made that part of my arsenal. But again, and you judge people all the time, all the time, but don't just be like, Oh, I gotta have this. I gotta have this. Gotta have this. Gotta have this. Gotta have that. Gotta have that because they're doing it. Find the things that really mesh well with you. Okay. Number two is stay in your lane. Don't try to market to everybody. Figure out who your people are, figure out who your avatar is, and market to them. And then the next would be community. Use Instagram as a community application where you can engage with other people, you can comment on other people's feed. If you want people to comment on yours, you have to go out and comment on theirs. It's just like a water cooler conversation. Um, and then the, the, the last two points we made were the Cascade Fountain is always running, which means you just never know where the next serendipitous connection will lead you. So you kind of always have to be in that space of knowing who you are, what you are, what do you stand for, and living that version of who you are. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because those types of people, and I have a post coming out on Instagram around that, is speak your voice. The people who are meant to be in your lane, the people who are meant to be in your life, they'll find you and you'll connect with them, I promise you. But if you're inauthentic about it and you're constantly wishy-washy and one day you're this and one day you're that and you're not being truthful and authentic, which that word is overused, people are going to pick up on that vibe. Also, the one thing that you pointed out to me in the last few days is to be comfortable with who you are and just kind of own it as well. Like, we've been doing so many things and he's like, you need to introduce yourself and say who you are and what you're doing. Well, it's your personal brand. You're, I know. You are your so. own personal Coke. You are your own personal Nike. You are Lisa's staff. Mm -hmm. When people see that name and hear that name, that's a brand that has picked up recognition. Yeah, we should all do that. Everyone should do that. So, you know, I'm just Devo. That's my thing. I, I picked it up a long time ago when I was a little kid. I, I have a last name. You would, wouldn't know it because I never use it. But, like, I'm Devo. And I've always used that name since I was a little kid. And... Most of my family members still call me that, but like that's my brand. And if you Google my real name on Instagram or on uh, on Google, you probably wouldn't find me. But if you Google Devo, that's going to pop up with a bevy of results all around what I do in my life. That's so. not what everyone calls you, though. Didn't someone introduce you to someone else? <laughs> that is funny. I was in her. I was in her town. I'm in her town doing a project with her, 
and I introduced myself, Devo, pretty unique name. There's not too many Devos on the planet. And when he was reintroducing me to the audience, I was known as Dildo. And I was like, <laughs> how in the hell did you get Dildo from Devo? Anyway, so, mm -hmm. anyhow. Something you said before, though. Maybe. All right, so this has been fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reining me back in. So this will be posted on our YouTube channel and on our podcast channel, and we'll get all the information out to everybody. Thank you. Have a fantastic day.